My name is Ricky Rigolato, the founder of Route the Service Platform. It's a sales platform for the commercial cleaning services industry. I am also the owner of Rosalato Services, a family-owned commercial cleaning company. So welcome to Cleaning and Cocktails, a show where I get the opportunity to sit down with cleaning industry experts and share stories, talk shop about the industry. So grab your cocktail, listen in, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Today's sponsor is On The Rocks Premium Cocktails. It's bottled to bring the bar directly to you. You just gotta crack it and pour it. I wanted to actually bring this close to home and take a second to, you know, you guys hear me talk about people, my people, staff, you know, family. Uh, I wanted to bring on my director of operations who was also one of my best friends and just really talk shop, you know, share our story, share how he got into the, into the industry with me because, um, you know, I'm talking to the small business community, right? Everybody here has family. Everybody here is starting off either new, existing, um, and it's a scary situation to build a business. So without further ado, my boy Dominic Amoroso, introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are. Sure. With the title of the company, you know, what, what do you do here at Rosalot? Oh gosh, okay. So yeah, uh, my name is Dominic Amoroso. Um, I've actually been working for Rosalotto for pushing four years now. Actually, April, I um, uh, did my fourth year anniversary. Um, director of operations. So, gosh, when I started off, we, we really didn't know where you know I was going to be fitting in and kind of that was to the point where that transition where you made that transition and figuring out, okay, fine, I definitely need to take it to the next level where I need technology or um, you know I need to go ahead and change something in order to grow, right? So when, you know, you're like, hey, man, let's go ahead and figure this out. And I need a technology, you know, something that's going to help us operate or an operating software. So then that kind of where that role actually fell in, you know, and, and that's what I took. I felt at least that I took ownership of saying, OK, fine, we'll go ahead and grab this type of software, figure out a way that we can operationally work and kind of organize things and structure things and you know, try to make us better, man. Cause I, in my opinion, I love technology. So, you know, I'm a, 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 you know, a cell phone freak, you know, geek, you know, so having that technology and being able to implement it in, in, in a way that we can structure an operation, man, I, I mean, that's at least my dream. So I just took my skills um, that I had previously, by the way, no cleaning uh, experience. And then just so, okay, fine. Let's let's figure out a way to go ahead and try to you know and do something here. And I I believe we've done good so far. You know and that's that's actually you know so when I tried to say what do you do here at Rosalado, that's there's a lot that goes into this, right? Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of parts that I wanna I wanna dig deeper in uh, again because there's there's a lot of people listening, there's a lot of people watching, there's yeah. a lot of people that are just starting their businesses, right? Where I, it's just something I reiterate is finding the people. You know, so That's the part. as you you well know, right? This is all we've been doing here is finding the right people, Sorry. finding the 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 right personalities, right? So let's talk about it's, this is a cleaning industry, yep. right? What in the world were you thinking yeah. when when I asked you, and you said yes? But like, let people know, like you don't need cleaning experience, right? What what did you when you first started day one? What did you start to realize? So, well, first of all, my background, 
you know, when you first asked me that question, I said, hell no. I remember you actually asked me like, yo, man, I'm like, I don't want to clean toilets, man. It's not something that I want to do. You know, not that I felt that it was too good for me. It's just not the industry that I thought that I was interested in. You know what I mean? It's not something that I thought, number one, I was going to be good at. Number two, we really didn't know, you know, I, we just knew that you need help, right? And you're like, oh man, how can I grow or how can I have another extension of myself or, you know, delegate some of those responsibilities to help me grow my business, right? You know, and, you know, digging, digging further and further into it, we were able to say, okay, fine. This is, you know, little by little, we were able to find out, okay, this is exactly where my niche needs to be. And it ended up, of course, being, you know, in operations. Um, my first time, like you're saying, you know, back to the first time, I, no, I don't know, man. It's just, I, all I knew is I had skills from the previous company, you know, companies through life experience in management, so that definitely helped. And I brought those past experiences to here. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's funny because not having cleaning experience, I believed, helped. And then, you know, as I went into the industry and going in years and years have passed now, I learned that it's actually better to not have those bad habits or even have that cleaning experience. Like if, as you, you could tell, now we have a lot of managers that did not have cleaning experience, which I think benefited us and has allowed us to move and grow further um, and faster because they took those skills that they had from the experiences that they had at their companies and then brought them here, man. You know, it's just, it's crazy, but it's, it's just a different approach and different way of thinking, you know, and I believe that because you, if you can put those people in the right place, whether you got clinic experience or not, yeah. you can fill that role with your past experience with guidance, right? Yeah. And training. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, cause it, people, you know, I think I even tell you too, when I'm sharing this to everybody is I, I always emphasize that you, you, at least you do have to clean though. When you first start, we're not oh. saying that everybody starts and you have to clean for 90 days. Right. But do you remember when you first, like, yep. We sent you in the field. Yep. You, you had to learn how to sweep. I mean, I, I, not that you did. Again, it's like, yeah. you know, I, we know the basics. But it's clean, a different way. But we don't know it on a commercial aspect as a business, as a service to companies, right? So how, I mean, you know, we always joke and say, you know, Don was the worst cleaner. Yeah. But <laughs> you got better. Yeah. Right? And you, you learned because you didn't have a bad habit. But yeah. like explain how the, your first couple months, how you had to clean though. You did, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The first couple weeks... Um, we just did, uh, actually, I thought it was a great approach. You said, all right, you're going to have to spend at least three or four days with an office type of clean. So you have different types of clean. Well, first of all, I didn't know that. I thought cleaning is cleaning, right? Yeah. So now I know it's an art, right? So before it was like, okay, um, when, when I first started, it was like, I think two or three weeks where you're like, all right, here's what we're going to do for the first couple weeks. Um, we're going to do three or four days of just office cleaning, three or four days of restaurant cleaning, you know, three or four days of clinical cleaning. You know, uh, uh, three or four days of, uh, you know, different style of cleaning, like floor service cleaning, maybe on the special services side. So having those little tidbits, uh, number one, I didn't know anything, right? You know, I just, okay, cool. I know how to clean my bedroom, right? You know, um, so then the good part is that we had, you know, you to train me or at the time we had Marley, right? Mm -hmm. So having that, you guys having that experience and then passing that experience on and then going into the field with the employees that were there, 
where they were already felt where they already felt comfortable. So I was able to kind of shadow them and then using their guidance and saying, no, this is the way you properly mop. You do the figure eight. This is the way you actually sweep. You know, you walk backwards, you know what I mean? Or you push a, a, a push broom, you're moving forward and mopping is always backwards. So, you know, so like little things like that, you know, always go with the line, with the grains, you know, little things like that you learn, you're like, holy crap, I don't even think about that stuff, you know? Um, so having that, number one, I think was able to allow me to put myself in other people's shoes. Okay. And not only that, also gain the respect for people, especially in management, you want to make sure that you have that experience and say, oh, yes, I clean myself. I know what it takes, especially, you know now, especially when it comes to building a software, right? You need to know every aspect. You should know what a cleaner goes through, a manager goes through, a supervisor goes through, a trainer goes through, an inspector goes through. So you should be able to have that experience um, as well as, in my opinion, you need to have that experience to train and lead. I mean, because at the end of the day, that's what I eventually had to do was lead, right? So that, I mean, you, you segue into a perfect opportunity to talk about so Dom is a director of operations so we're not saying that this is what you have to do forever you know there's there's operations people that come with experience yeah I'm not saying that that's not yeah. bad but I didn't have it but dude <laughs> think about Dom like the fact that you learned all that you gained the respect of the employees you gained the respect of, of management that was already in place yes right and then what did we start doing because we come from sales right so oh my gosh yeah. you were able I gotta believe you're you were able to sell the service, the company, the brand, because of doing the work. Doing the work. And that's the thing. That's like, that was like the onboard, on the job training, right? Being able to explain those types of things. Because when a client asks you something, you should be able to speak from experience. And I think Big that. Oh, dude, it's huge. That a book telling you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's almost like what they say with the doctors, right? They're like, oh, okay, they're practicing, you know, in school all day. But what happens when you have a real life on the table and you need to do surgery? It's going to be a little different, right? Yeah. So having that experience and actually doing the job myself, when a client says, oh, hey, by the way, why wasn't this vacuumed or why wasn't this done this way? Oh, okay. You can speak on the reasoning, you know, and not only that, with conviction. There's a big difference of someone saying and re being able to read the BS and be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just giving me an excuse. But when you can actually legit speak to somebody, look them in the eyes and give them an actual real reason. And not only that, have them feel the experience and put it into their perception to where they understand and say, you're right, that happens to me at home. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, that's also the sales part that comes in on me, you know, on that end. But being able to speak on that experience and make it relevant to that person so they understand what you mean, it's genuine. Uh, you can't get better than a genuine understanding of something. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and these are the bits and pieces that a lot of people, not, not that they forget, but this is why I always talk about ownership, right? Like, I know in the beginning, you probably heard me say, you know, the doc treat this like it's your business, treat it like it's your company. But you guys, and you got to say the rest of our team, right? This is how we do it. And it's a big reason why I think we're successful is... Yeah. You wear you wear the brand on your on your sleeve on your heart. It's this is your company, right? Do you think that's, that that attributes to the success? I do. I truly do because I mean, as people know, I mean, anybody can ask me. I get phone calls through the night. Um, I remember, by the way, in in the beginning of the conversation when you asked me about when I first started. So the first six months, I didn't sleep, and I genuinely, genuinely, because I took the responsibility on an ownership. I did not. I remember, like, I had to figure out and. Stupid me, I didn't think, oh, turn your alerts off on your phone. But I was so worried um, from the software that we were working together and building on um, that I just didn't think to 
not who else is going to answer it? It's just me, right? You know what I mean? So, and you know, our, our business is 24 hours. So the alerts were coming in through the night. So I just, for the first six months, I legit did not sleep. Um, and that, I, I guess I kind of just put that responsibility on myself. Um, because number one, I had to make it work because it was a career move and a career change for me. Uh, not only that, you're my best friend at the time. I can't let you down. But not only that, letting myself down too, right? Like you don't want to do that. So truly taking ownership of somebody and finding out if they actually have the 100% invested interest into that, I just think that's the only way to be successful. Now, finding the right person to do that is, is a whole nother story, right? Not everybody's going to be blood in, blood out. Yeah. It just so happens you found somebody like that because I was interested in it. And of course, we had a history together because we were friends and we went to school together. But I also had the skills, right? Yeah. It just kind of worked out. But that's why key in my, in, in, I believe that what you did is in key is finding that right person to help you and assist you in order to be that extension of yourself. Um, and, and, and the timing was right too. Think about timing too. It's not just the right person. What, you know, what personal things do they got going on through their life? You know what I mean? Like they could be the perfect person, but could be going through personal things in their life. It could be disastrous. It's just not the right time. So kind of like the stars have to almost align, you know, they could be the perfect person, but not the right timing. So it just worked. So at the time it just really worked out. And I truly took ownership of that. And I think we as a whole here now looking back, we've done a pretty good job of finding the right people and putting those people in those places. Um, but not, it's not just that you got to guide people. You got to give them structure. You got to let them know and say, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is where the gaps that we need to fill. Yeah. You know, at the time we were still kind of learning, okay, well, yeah, maybe we should be director of operations and run the software and then kind of operate and then start training and then training the trainers and this and this and that. But that's what you do. That's part of that growing process, right? And I think what we did was um, we took it slow. I mean, yeah, we grew fast. Don't get me wrong. In the last four years, we've grown tremendously, but we still did it strategically slow. And I think by hiring the right people, we were able to not fall on our face and grow too fast. Yeah, because so let's talk about growth, right? We we did grow fast, right? The company did grow fast. Yeah. And Barry. we talk about, you know, people want to be corporate so quickly or they want to stay family oriented. And we use the word hybrid a lot, mm-hmm. right? Well, in, in the business that we're in. And I feel like you have to be hybrid, right? Because we we want corporate structure. Well you can't forget about the family touch, right? You need a little bit of a hybrid of both. Yeah. But it does it doesn't happen overnight. Like you guys you said you, you put trial and error, trial and error. But then we took experiences from our past. Yeah. So I wanted to to kind of give the people a little, you know, peel the onion back and tell people where we actually came from, where, you know, Dominic and I went to the same high school, but we didn't really hang out in, in, in high school. Um, but then we circled back and touched base where I, Dom actually became a mentor for me in the sales business in the mortgage industry. So let's tell people how, you know, where we meet there to where we are today. Oh, this is, I think this is some of the funnest stories. This is fun and, stories. And, and, yeah, so so I started off, I was, um, long story short, I'll try to give it to you, I was a telemarketer in the in the mortgage industry, then I worked my way up to an appointment center, then a loan officer, um, then I ran a whole department, which was um, an entire Spanish department. Um, as a loan officer, I think I had like, me and Rob, I think I had like 20 people under us or something like that. Um, and we actually needed a translator. Um, and at the time it was like, you know, the refi and purchase boom and, you know, mortgages and people are making hand over fist and the economy is good. 
So um, uh, Rob, uh, and of course I went to school with Rick and Rob's like, yo man, we should bring Ricky on and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever it takes, man, whatever it is. You know, we needed that bilingual person that, but again, you had to have that sales skill set. So, uh, and Rob's like, dude, with the right guidance, we could show him blah, blah, blah. And then Ricky came on board, man. And that's really the first time I had that working relationship. Cause man, you can have a great friend, but you can't work with them. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's a whole nother story. That's like, you know, being married to somebody and then like, okay, cool. Personal life's great. But when we work together, ah, you know, so in this particular case, you know, Ricky and I worked together in the, uh, in the mortgage business. Um, from there, uh, we went to actually multiple different companies and then me and Rick actually partnered up, um, as loan officers together with real estate agents. We had our own office. Uh, we had 45 real estate agents. I don't know if I'm going to drop the name of the company, no, but I won't. <laughs> so we were we were able to go ahead and actually learn that worth ethic uh, uh, together. What change? I can tell you a big change. It's something that I don't even know if you realize this, but um, I was thinking about this a couple years ago, and something in me and Rick changed together. And I don't know if you remember this, but remember like how people right now they get emails and get text messages. Now this is that era of like when text messages are just like really like getting full force on. So this is like. 2000 and I don't know, maybe seven, 2008, something like that ish. Right. Well, what changed drastically is like response time. So what I've learned is like the squeaky bird gets hurt. Right. And especially in the sales field, like anytime Rick, I'm sure if you if you remember this, we would be in the office and like, as soon as an email came in or whatever, all right, I got anything, boom, boom. Usually people are like, they don't answer emails till like three hours later, four or five hours. Yeah. It's an email. It's not a big deal. So we actually changed our level of communication together because we were sitting in an office just like this and just be like, man, how can we better ourselves? And we actually naturally evolved about it, never spoke about it. I'm not sure if you remember that. So till this day, that's why my response time, my trans, my communication, how huge is communication? Like it's like 50% of the work, right? One's doing the job, second's at communicating. So that actually changed. And that's why you are the way you are today and the way that I am today is like if the text messages comes in, yeah, I'm pretty good at responding. Email comes in, you're just as fast. Usually people separate the difference. I don't. I treat the email just like it is a text message. I don't wait 24 hours to get back. You know why? Because people feel that urgency, especially in the sales world. And that's what we were in, right? We were selling mortgages at the time. So again, we brought those types of skills here, man. Yeah. And I believe if you take those types of skills that can help you sell, Man, that's that's the front part of selling, but then there's also indirect the service. Selling. It's the service. That's the indirect selling, right? You're servicing and you're giving that person and making them feel like they're the only client in the world without even purposely trying to sell them. Yeah. Just by returning their emails, they feel so important. Like and like, oh my god, and their reply, thank you so much for getting you know back so fast. What is it? Just nowadays, man, just check your phone and email just like it is like a text message. Man, I gotta so, say, you you are on point with responding even more so than me sometimes but it's not easy but i live and breathe and i can but i made it a natural habit yeah but you probably don't even realize that that happened at that place when we had those 45 relations because i remember like yo yo we gotta get back to the underwriter yo we gotta get back to yeah. the agent we gotta do this we gotta do that now 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 because time is money yeah, yeah. time is money and people forget about that People forget about that. Oh, you know, I write three emails after five. Yeah, like, man, I, oh, you know what, great. I'm going to try to get a hold of Ricky. He's not going to get a hold of me tomorrow, so then we'll see. Meanwhile, the people that think like we do uh, or, or don't think like we do, they already got back. They already talked to them three times. Yeah. You might have lost the deal. No, no. That, that's they it. probably went to another cleaning company that's because it. they responded already or got proposals back already. So you, 
that or establish that relationship already. Let's talk about <laughs> because I'm just remembering a lot of stuff too. Is remember the point because there's ups and downs. Yeah, right? we went to a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, remember we hit that point where we were making I think what 24k, um, and we were at, like dude, we got a secure check. Yeah. All right, it was seven. Uh, do you want me to tell you right now? It was seven hundred and fourteen dollars every two weeks. Every two weeks, and that got us by. So I, we learned. How to, <laughs> I, you know, we went up with the business, but then we learned. I how was to killing just, it. We learned how to deal. We were with killing it. A small check. Yeah. And then we left that job because again, you guys' backstory here is yeah. You know, we worked probably three or four. We worked at three or four companies together. Oh yeah. Uh, and then it was that last company that we separated. You went one direction, but you went you went where I think. Helped you evolve even more as you went to a corporate structure. I did. Companies. I got into the operations side without even knowing. Mm-hmm. So I got into the processing, underwriting, foreclosures, deed and lose, REOs, to where the back, basically from the application, I learned from the application stage all the way to when the bank actually takes it back. I even got into the special projects of, of like loss mitigation. That's where I learned on, that's how I got my award with the whole uh, loss mitigation and uh, negotiations called the call model. So I was able to learn my negotiation skills and learning how to empathize, you know, help people, uh, um, uh, and uh, I hate to use the word control, being able to learn how to actually control a conversation and break it down by sentences. So anyways, so yeah, so that is where I really got into the corporate world and learned that corporate structure. Like, yo, you're not supposed to be your 901. You're supposed to be your 9 o'clock. Like you need to clock in. You need to do this. Here's your boss. You got to report to your boss. And then that boss reports to the boss's boss. And having a real structure as a loan officer, you know, especially in the in the the wholesale world, in the broker world, you come and go as you please. You're only commissioned. You do what you want. Guess what? You work, you get paid. You don't work, you don't get paid. Very different. So, and I feel like that brought so much relevancy for us as far as you just said, all the stages of a loan, right? Yeah. Because it's funny, I, I... I attribute a lot of our success to the loan process, learning the loan process, right? Because what do we do? There's steps. steps. What do we do here? Yeah. Steps, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You get the phone call. You get a you get a walkthrough. You get the estimate. You sell. You win the contract. Now comes operations. Like we've learned so many steps in the past with other, but we just implemented the exactly same right. process here. And I learned from affiliate partners that we have. They actually don't even know on how to even start to implementing steps. And that's what I learned. And I think that... And that's what we give back, right? We give back exactly. as a partnership. Exactly. And every time I've talked to... I always talk to new affiliate partners because you know we're growing in different states. And now, by the way, we're in 14 states now, mm-hmm. which is... I didn't think we are going to be in 14 states in such a short amount of time. Remember, I've only been here 14 years. I'm sorry, four, 14 years. Well, 14 years. <laughs> I've only been here for four years. And we were only in two states when I was here. So when I first started. So that being the case and learning that, I've learned that um, a lot of the, you know, smaller to medium-sized companies, they just either don't have mentors, or they just don't have the education, or maybe maybe they're not thinking out of the box, or maybe they might have a platform like this to learn from. You know, now that yeah, we have YouTube, now we have you know Facebook, and we have all these different types of social media, so you can do that. But I think it's also too people, you know, may not may not know how to grow. You know, but I think like what you're doing right now, being able to say, hey, let me interview different, you know, cleaning companies or different aspects of the business, whether it be an inspector like me and director of operations. What makes you different? How can you do these things? And being able to uh, um, shine light on those different departments or services or managers or supervisors. Yeah. This 
type of stuff can help bring out those people and help them grow their business, especially with Rob, like the shirt that you're wearing, right? Rob, having those softwares and being able to say, hey, there's a tool out there to help you. And I think that, and this, again, I'm only experience, from the experience with affiliate partners, they don't have a lot of those tools or even know about a lot of those tools to help them grow. Because at the end of the day, man, come on, man, we don't want everybody to make money. Yeah. It's not fun all the way you know, alone at the top. No, and that's why I, I think the collaboration that we bring, working with a lot of, you know, like you said, the affiliate partners are just our employees here. Like, we're, we're always teaching, right? And we're, so there's so many aspects, elements of a cleaning business that it's it's pretty, from the outside looking in, you know, what would you have thought of a cleaning business? Like, oh, this is going to be easy to sell. Everybody thinks <coughs> it's easy, yeah. but if you actually treat it like a, you know, it's a professional organization, You've named all kinds of departments that we that we have, and yeah. we're trying. We're not even though we're we're not scratching the surface. No, we have so much more to do. So, so much more. Let's say let's say we because a lot of the, the listeners and audience are going to be small business owners. Yeah. You know, clean business owners that want to grow and grow. They're stuck doing a lot of the work themselves. Yes, I've been there. I know you know I know what that feeling is. Um, and I'm not saying you you know you have to find yourself a, a Dominic on my mom my mom or Tony or Vianney or Jay and all these people that. We know our family and run departments here with us. Yeah. Take it step by step, right? You you said patience. Patience. Yeah. What what if, what would you say was the most important thing when you saw us growing and you yeah. saw everything in the inside? Mm -hmm. What are some inside tips that you could give? So the number one thing is too is this. In my opinion, help is definitely whether like I said whether it's social media, some type of help, right? Um, so something that you did, um, I. I think is huge. So um, to help people like that, that are in that small business or maybe trying to get to the medium sized business or grow their small business. So um, a lot of people, unfortunately, there's two things that have to be done. Uh, and it's just a fact. Number one, sacrifice. Uh, number two, hard work. So I, I, I think those two things, I believe, again, this is just my opinion, I believe are the some of the key things. Um, and the only reason why I mentioned those two things in the beginning is number one, you are going to have to bust your butt, um, uh, meaning physically, right? Whether it be finding that other person or finding that right software or finding that um, new way to change your thought process, right? And the sacrifice part is you are going to sacrifice number one time, whether it be your family or being away from your family. Um, number two, it could be money, you know, sacrificing money to say, okay, fine, I'd rather pay a, like a Dominic, right? Like me, right? You may say, fine, if I'm making, again, hypothetically, if I'm making this amount of money, let's pretend it's $50,000 a year, whatever you're making, I don't know, you know, and then, okay, I'm going to cut myself $25,000. I make $25,000, he makes $25,000. And then that can help us grow to make more money in the long run. There has to be, you're going to have to give and take somehow. You're going to have to put some type of sacrifice in order to grow. You may possibly look at it, it might be a step back, but if you can take two steps forward. That's a, dude, that's, I mean, you're, you're nailing, that's a great point where, because a lot of people get stuck on, why well, I worked so hard for a couple of years, you know, I earned this amount of money or salary. Well, then you're going to get stuck. You'll yeah. stay there. Like, you're only one person. How can you, how, how can you, that's like saying one head meets all. No, they, what, what, there's a reason why they say more, what is this, uh, two heads are better than one. Right. What do they say? Yeah. You know, they, that saying? Yeah. yeah, like, you know, more heads are better than, you know, you're a lot smarter. You're collectively thinking, you know, if you're just, it's like having blinders on, right? Well, okay, so you're only going to see one way? 
well, what about having multiple eyes and multiple people with multiple opinions? How are you yeah. supposed to grow? Well, I got to say, you were probably a little guilty yourself of delegation, right? In the beginning. Delegation. Like, probably yeah. Like, yeah. I think that comfort level, well, that's, yeah, exactly right. So delegation, that's a tough one for me because I want, and then that, that's me a personal issue, yeah. right? Because delegation for me is I have to physically and mentally feel comfortable with that person taking on that responsibility. So if I need to hire a manager or or a manager that already is there and give that responsibility to them, yeah, I'm still gonna double check their work until I feel completely comfortable and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, man, that is a hard one. And you're right, what is a small business owner gonna do when they're like, no, no, I wanna clean myself, I wanna clean myself. You know, because I, 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 I feel comfortable that it will be taken care of. Yeah. But you're gonna have to, like I said, yeah, sacrifice, you're right? Gonna, you're gonna have to sacrifice a little bit of that trust and give them some of that. Now, are there things and steps that you can take to do that? Sure, go check their work. You know, go with them. Go hold their hand a little bit. Show up the last fifteen minutes, and then, you know. Don, talk like let's talk about failures to the point of because I was that guy too. I was a control freak where you would always tell me, Rick, I got this. Let me do it. Let me do it. I wouldn't let you do it. No, I got it. I would let you do it, mm -hmm. even if you had a hiccup. And I told you once, hey man, next time let's do it this way. Exactly. You learned. Yeah. And you never did it again. Exactly. Right. And, and that's what I feel like people have to do is I'll let you. You're gonna lose an account. Exactly. You're gonna by if you have to sacrifice losing an account so somebody mm -hmm. learns not to do one thing the one way, but then they're gonna be able to manage and lead to get other accounts. Exactly. Do it. Right? And you just said a word lead right there, and, and then there, so the, another two things that I'd like to talk about is number one, leadership and mentoring. So what did you just say right now? Being able to lead, you know, is like saying, okay, fine, I'll give you that responsibility as a leader does, right? You know, but then you said like, oh, critiquing the work. Okay, don't do it this time, do it this way now. Well, that's a teacher, right? That's mentoring. Yeah. So I think part of that, uh, being able to be successful, in my opinion, again, is having that right mentoring, you know, not in that relationship too. You have to have that relationship with that person to be able to mentor them the right way. And being the leader is, man, that's that's really important. Man, you're the CEO, you're the owner, you're the other company. Like, there's no other leader there. If you are the only person, if you own the company, you are the leader, yeah. right? And being able to mentor, again, use the softwares, use the, the data that's out there, use the companies like Route in order to go ahead and, 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 and mentor and lead the right way. You guys, I did not pay him to say Route no. four times. I did not. Nope, not I swear to you. Yeah, I'm not even wearing a shirt. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, it's, but yeah, dude, that's, that's the truth, man. I mean, some more insight on, give us, so that people know, like, oh, you know, but, but I do it this way, or we do it this way, or. What's a, What's an example of a day, whether it's today or it was a year ago, what's an example of a day in the operations process for you to give some people some even more insight on robotic operations? What's, a, what's, a, yeah. what's a, When you wake up 12 o'clock, 8 o'clock next morning, like, how does that day look like on average? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. So my day usually starts, um, well, I hit the gym up on a normal day with... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Pre-corona. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, wake up in the morning. Um, my phone's usually blowing up with uh, the operational software that we use. Um, and, you know, there's because we're 24 hours. So uh, the first thing I definitely do is, uh, so obviously my approach um, in the way we structure our here at Rosalado is it just so happens that I'm very client-faced. Uh, uh, client so uh, I check my emails first. 
um, text messages and emails first before I get into the software because that's the internal operational software. So I always go external first, which is the actual client, right? We've got clients' expectations number one, right? We got no clients, we get paid, right? So they're the high priority, right? Making them sure that they're happy. So uh, the first thing I definitely do is check all the emails. Um, wake up in the morning, I check every single email uh, and then prioritize them. Um, check my text messages and stuff like that. Um, and then that's usually happening on the way to work. Um, to make sure, um, return on any of the phone calls for any missed calls, um, I'll do that. Uh, coming into the office is that's really where the structure comes in or whether it be, you know, uh, now, you know, office at the desk, you know, or a computer. Um, and um, it just really, really, number one is following up with a lot of managers. So we have a lot of different departments and services here. So um, VNE, which is our quality control. So anything that has to do with quality control, depending on what, those emails are dependent on what expectations are needed for that day because sometimes we're starting new accounts. So, you know, if I know, for example, because I have a to do list every day, my to do list is on my calendar. So, um, and if it's not on my calendar, it's in my email. So, the way that I operate is I send all my reminders to do lists um, is in email format. So, if I have a reminder that is a text message, I'll screenshot it and I'll email it to myself. Because my email is my to-do list. Yeah. So, so then depending on what happens, so if we start a new account, then I'll have to talk with the supplies department, our supply manager, um, our quality control, our scheduling department. Hey, do we have a team that's ready? So every day it is very different depending on um, what's going on that day. Um, but still the client part and people re need to realize this is that's the most important part. That's the part of the communica communication part that I was talking about earlier. If you don't got your client, you ain't getting paid. If you don't got you ain't getting paid. You ain't open for business. Yeah. So, uh, making sure that we service the client um, in in the highest priority level is, my opinion, I believe, a part of our success. So, a part of that, but sometimes and sometimes you can't get back to the client right away. Like, oh, they're like, oh, I need you to order, you know, so much supplies or whatever the case may be. Okay, cool. I have to get back with our supply manager, find out, especially right now. Right now, people are like ordering supplies like crazy. Oh, I need more sanitizer, you know? So depending on what is needed, you have to prioritize on what the client's needs are first. Yeah. Because I believe that's number one, your success, right? And retention, right? Client retention too, you know? Making sure you keep your accounts, making sure that they feel number one, whether it's a one-day a week account or a seven-day a week account. They so, should all be treated equally. So, so, so Don, what about, because you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about the other side of that too is... Clients are number one, yeah, but then em employees mm -hmm. have got to be one point one. Yeah, right? Where, oh yeah. You know our, you know the motto at, at Rosalado is, you know, we are here to create jobs. So I always try to tell people we don't forget about employees. We never do. Employees are number one. They're number one, but without the client, you can't hire an employee. Exactly. So right. I try to tell it's like there's a balance. There. So yeah. So on the client side, so that's kind of that aspect, right? Yeah. In operations, it's it's crazy because I kind of wear those double hats on the client facing, which is kind of like the selling side, but that's the customer service part, right? It's just the selling, right? So now you have that client side, right? So let me talk about, like you said, the cleaner side. So we have a company culture here, which you're obviously very well aware of, and how we speak to our employees, how we talk to our employees. I believe, so, okay, so clients is the external part of the success, right? So the internal, again, this is my opinion, the internal part of our success is the way we treat and act with our existing employees. So like talking to them with no disrespect or hey, asking them, 
you know, to do things and saying thank you, you know, being able to, um, and you know what, you know what the most difficult part is, uh, and I've learned this from our previous and past experience and, and hearing other affiliate partners talk is, is how they treat their employees. Um, and, and, a, and a good example is, is especially when you're coming to critiquing their work um, for whether it be a complaint or a bad inspection and things like that and saying, you need to do the rug better like this versus saying, hey, by the way, what happened to the vacuum? We noticed that the rug wasn't you know, vacuumed. Is there a reason? Hey, if that's okay, let's try to make it better next time. Or let's do it this way. Very big different approach. So it's approach. So it's approach, man. And, and that, I believe, has caused our, our turnover or retention to be very different because here's the thing, man. At the end of the day, you still want to work with somebody that you like. Yeah. You know, yeah, and of course. Sit like here. We, we bicker here all the time. Yeah. Uh, we deal with it, though. We deal with it. But we have, we're constantly learning how to communicate yeah. and approach every problem with a solution. Yeah. But whether you're a $100 million company or a $100,000 company, everybody needs to know you're always getting better. You are. And here's the thing. What happened to motivational speaking versus like, because you can take constructive criticism in two different approaches, like you said, either negatively or positively, but you're going to get the same point across. Number one, if they know, let's say, let's say you're that type of negative person, hypothetically, right? And you got a complaint. Okay. Well, you, they're still going to know whether it's a positive way of reinforcing them on that motivational part or a negative way, regardless, they're going to fix it. Why? Because it has been alerted to them, right? They know about the complaint. You can take two avenues there right now. There you know that they're, you know they're going to fix it the next day. There's a complaint, right? Whether you go negative or positive, like, hey, the rug didn't get vacuumed. We know that's the goal. That, that's the issue, right? Okay. So I can take a negative approach or a positive approach to that cleaning. It's going to get fixed the next day regardless, yeah. right? So why not go with the positive approach and encourage them and say, hey, first of all, find out the issue. You never know. The vacuum could have broke last night. You just don't. Somebody could have walked in after them. You don't know the whole story. Like I said, you got to put yourself in their shoes sometimes. Yeah. So, you know what? I choose the positive approach. Why? Because I don't know what happened that night. I physically wasn't there. So, number one, I'm going to ask questions first. So, that type of company culture internally, I think, is a huge way to, number one, how about keeping your employees? Because, you know, like you say, Rick, you say this all the time. It's not a glamorous job. So do you all that? So you want me to come to work, not have a glamorous job, and I'm going to yell that? Yeah. No. How about I come to work, make some decent amount of money, or make great money, and have a positive type of culture where I'm like, hey, you know what? I feel appreciated. So you, can you guys see? You know, everybody thinks I got energy and passion. <laughs> this guy's got just as much energy or more passion than I do. Uh, nah, we could keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know, know. We could keep going here yeah. all day, every day. Um, I always like to end with a funny story. Oh my God. Okay. So. You know, preferably in the cleaning space. Okay. So think, of right. your, think of, especially you, in the yeah. field. Okay. Because, I mean, I can think of many funny stories of you. But okay. give us a funny story hmm. being in the field, whether it's cleaning, with a client, whatever the case is. Um, it was prop... Man. I know there's a lot of them. I know. There, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, cleaning-wise, I don't... I don't oh, man, that's a, good, that's a good one. Um... In the cleaning space, I mean clients. I mean clients have been really funny. I mean I've seen them wasted. You know I've seen some. I've seen some drinking. Some ones that have really gotten tipsy and drinking. Um, I've been. Uh, I've been asked out, like you know, like you know, uh, to ask you know, like, you know, personal things and stuff. Uh, that's a pretty funny one. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, that's a good question, man. Um, anything that's really really funny. I don't think I really have anything that's like crazy, outrageous, like, 
No. I mean, do you want me to call you out on certain, like the way you've cleaned, the way you, don't, I don't want to call you out. You're more than welcome to. Hey, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. Go ahead. Yeah, tell me, please. All right. There's a point. Of course, you're going to We've traveled together so many times, so. No, it's just just like the simple task in the beginning when we would go to accounts, and and Dom is very confident, right? He's a very confident person. (laughs) So so we would say, you know, Dom, did you you get that room? Did you? You, know, you got it, you know, you hit all the, the checkpoints and everything. Ah, good, guys, I'm done. Doors are closed, I'm done. Because our signal is door closed means that room's been cut off. I'm talking more like post-construction. And so okay. Oh, my so, God, I know what you're no, talking about. So, <laughs> oh, this is great. So, like, Dom would... I'm going to add to this. What well, no, I mean, it's just he would... Always, this was my, hold on, this was, by the way, this was my first post-construction job. I remember Donna was there. Yeah. Now I know the story. Okay, well, keep no, going. Go I remember. Now you got. Now okay, you now that I know the story. Oh my god, this actually is pretty embarrassing and it's funny. So it was my fir- very first post-construction job, and they asked me to clean this room, and I was just in charge. Now these were pretty br- big rooms, so it was probably like double the size of a normal standard office. So it was a large room, um, and uh, they asked me to, and I know exactly where you're going with this. The blinds. Then yeah. the blinds were supposed to be dusted. Now again, I'm not a good cleaner. Like I didn't know. To that level, I here. I didn't have the trained eye, right? Let's put it that way. I didn't yet still don't, have still the trained eye. I got a pretty decent one. <laughs> I'm about seventy-five percent there now, but I didn't have a trained eye, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, this room. You know, the ledges are wiped down. You know, uh, the the it was carpet in there, so it was vacuumed. The door handles, things are wiped down. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and I dusted, you know, the blinds. I was like, all right, cool. Well. I didn't understand that with post construction, like you really gotta get detailed, like thorough, like you gotta get into the grooves. So what Ricky's talking about is that, you know, uh, I'm like, yeah, it's complete. It's not, yeah, it's done. It's done. It's good. It's, it's gonna go. And then uh, Donna at the time, uh, she's actually in accounting. See, that's the thing. Every department, by the way, has cleaned. So this was when Donna was not in accounting. She was like doing like little stuff. Mar- uh, Marley's mom. Yeah. So, so yeah. My wife's so mom. remember, every department, whether you're in software and route, everyone has cleaned. Trust me. There's a reason, right? We want everybody to learn. Put everybody uh, put themselves in their shoes. So I come out of the room and they're like, "Are you sure it's done?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's good. It's great. All right, cool." They open the door. The blinds were, I was embarrassed, and, and it, it, I didn't understand, though, and, that, and I think that the funny part, looking back, is I, I truly didn't have the experience. Yeah. You know, I really didn't, um, but that is a perfect way of where you can train somebody or let them learn on themselves. He could have technically, they could have technically gone in there and say, this is how you walk down a blind. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. So there's different styles of training, right? Well, one training is just let him do his thing. And let's critique his work in a positive way and help him and say, here, here's where you need to, here's where you failed a little bit. Here's where you did good, right? It's very important to, you know, talk about the positive things, you know? Um, and that's exactly what happened. I was like, darn. So really, I thought I was at 100%. I was really like 75%. Big difference, right? But having trained eyes like Rick, like, no, bro. That's and not that's how you clean the blinds. And that's how you learned a lot of things. And that's how I learned by that positive reinforcement. You said the figure eight with the mop. You didn't know that. No, man. I thought you go side to side. Somebody let you mop first. Yeah, exactly right. You did it your way. Exactly. You said, yeah. I know how to mop. I already mopped, Rick. It's yeah. done. It's done. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nope. You did, you know, opposite of the grains. <laughs> and I think allowing people to do that first, you can see their talents yeah. as well. I what, if, what, if they're, what if they teach you something? Yeah. So I like that approach of showing somebody, hey, here's what you got to do. Let me know how you do it, and then we'll fix it and critique it later. Okay. 
I mean, again, we that's are, a, yeah. we, I completely we, forgot. We keep going. Yeah, yeah but as on. you can see, we are done. We're done. Yeah, there you drinks. go. There's a drink. Cheers. Cheers, cheers brother. Cheers, Appreciate cheers you, to everybody. Absolutely. Again, guys, thank you so much. Don, thank you for taking time out. No problem, man. Um, thank you. Anytime. I wanted to switch it up. I feel like this gives gives um, a different perspective to to the show. Uh, and again, thank you guys for tuning in. A lot more episodes to come. Yeah, thanks for the drink, we'll too, by the way. way. Thank yeah, you. Thank, yeah, well, we got that on.